Record with Furniture Today, a podcast that goes behind the headlines to look at the news and the newsmakers, the people and the personalities that give the furniture industry its unique flavor. I'm your host, Bill McLaughlin, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture Today. Hi, I'm Trisha Yearwood, and you're tuned to Furniture Today's On the Record podcast with Bill McLaughlin. Before we turn to Bill and his guests, I just want to give a shout out to the entire Furniture Today team and remind you that when there's something exciting to announce, you'll read about it first in Furniture Today. And now, here's Bill McLaughlin and On the Record. Hello, I'm, I'm Tom Russell, Senior Editor at Furniture Today. And I'm Powell Slaughter. I'm Tom Spillis, Senior Editor at Furniture Today. We'd like to welcome you, um, welcome the industry to our first installment of our new podcast, The Homefront. We appreciate our editor-in-chief and boss, Bill McLaughlin, letting us um, utilize his On the Record podcast to introduce what we aim to be a regular discussion of issues shaping today's furniture industry. Yeah, starting September 24th, Tom and I'll be here every other Thursday to talk about furniture. Not only what's happening in our respective beats of case goods and upholstery, but also taking on some nuts and bolts issues like flowing goods and delivery, and also some hopefully timely looks at um, industry topics of the day. Yeah, yeah, you you were talking a little bit too, pal, about um, the service of different retail channels, um, and you know I think what will be fun for us and our listeners will. We'll also be welcoming some guests that can share their insights and expertise on topics for discussion. Um, so moving forward, I mean, we're, we're talking to the industry on a daily basis on different stories that we're working on. And moving forward, we'd like to hear from our, our listeners and readers about what they believe is impacting their business and kind of create a forum for sharing ideas on how to meet the challenges facing the industry and make most of these opportunities both existing and emerging as, as they occur. Yeah. Um, Tom and I have been kicking around this idea for some time. And, uh, and, um, the, way, the way we got started with this, we can give you a little background, um, is back, back in the days when we all worked in an office, Tom and I sat right next to each other. And we were always bouncing ideas back and forth, um, you know, talking about what's going on in case goods, upholstery, how, you know, how uh, product development, product trends influence each other across those categories. And um, you know, lately we've been, if you've noticed, we've been working on a lot of um, reports that are kind of big picture topics. And we look at those from different perspectives. And we do a lot of, even though we don't work in an office anymore, we talk every day. And um, we just felt like some of the conversations we have might be of interest. Um, you know, it's not really reporting so much, but just, um, you know, talking about what's going on and um, what's important to the industry today. Yeah, and, and I think, pal, that's a great point. Um, you know, our conversations are on a regular basis. And, you know, we, we, we talk amongst ourselves, um, but readers, I mean, they get to see some of the results of that in the stories that we do both online yeah. and in print, um, you know, whether it's just a, a, a product introduction story or a big picture 
issue stories, some of which we address in like our covers for um, each uh, market cycle. Um, but, you know, th there's, as, as we discuss these things amongst ourselves, we also thought it'd be kind of fun and, 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 and useful to our readers to kind of see what those conversations are like, you know, they get to kind of hear as we kind of discuss back and forth what we're hearing from people in the industry, um, it kind of give a different window, uh, if you will, into some of the, the things that we're hearing about. So that's why we thought this would be timely. We have discussed it for some time, but um, as with with everything else, it takes a while sometimes to get these things off the ground. And uh, yeah, I think that's partially our fault. But we uh, we <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. committed. <laughs> we'd like, we'd also like to hear from the industry on on some of the things maybe they'd like us to talk about, yeah. uh, and and we can sort of tailor our conversations and maybe some of our special guests, um, you know, that, that will be able to uh, lend some insight to this because we, we can repeat things that we hear, but it's always good to hear from this directly from the sources themselves. So we're really eager to get these folks on board and, and liven up the discussion a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, Tom, you know this whole idea of the conversations we have. This is this is not going to be. Um, people are used to reading what we write, um, not necessarily you know what we talk about. Yeah. And um, this is going to be maybe a look into the sausage making process, if you will. <laughs> um, Indeed. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and have some fun with this. We got serious issues to talk about, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, Tom and I've known each other a long time, and you know we're. I think we're still pretty good buddies anyway. We are. We <laughs> yeah. are. We often go. You know, but, uh, but we have we have a lot of fun together, and we're hoping some of that will translate on this uh, podcast. Um, Pal mentioned yeah. sausage making, too, so it's not always pretty. But, uh, no, no. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we often, you know, like especially at events at like pre-market and even some markets, I mean, We'll do our own thing, but we've we've been following each other around. Me first following pal and learning the industry years ago. I first started at Furniture Today 17 years ago. Pal, you had been at the paper about nine years, years, yeah. years before that. Um, so Pal's sort of been an instructor for me. I've learned a lot. And 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 I think now we're learning from each other, you know. So yes. that's the student has become the master. Anyway, <laughs> well, I, yeah, Tom, Tom. One of the things that um, is on everybody's mind right now, um, and especially in light of what's been going on the past few months with this COVID nineteen pandemic, is pre market. Um, I've been, you know, just one of the things I do is keep the running tab of um, showrooms that open up. Yeah, and this is. It's going to be unprecedented next week. Uh, we're looking at, and we're talking a little bit before um, this broadcast, but we got like 250 showrooms, and um, I think there's a lot going on. Um, that's you know why that's happening. But um, Tom, Tom, what what's your take on pre-market right now? Well, you know that's a good question, pal. I think you know when you hear 250 showrooms, that's um, 
you know, it's, it's obviously nowhere near what the entire market um, usually would, would bear, but for a pre-market, it's significant because, um, I mean, what's a typical number that would be open at a, a pre-market, maybe 80 or 70? Um, yeah, we usually have, yeah, we've had over a hundred before, but yeah. this is, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, a lot of what we do, and, and I think readers have been saying this over the years, um, and, and it was, you know, it's funny, pal, that we're talking about pre-market because when I started at the paper back in like August of 20, 2003, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on, you know, the anti-dumping debate was, was hot off the press at that point in time, hot button issue, but pre-market was probably my first real reintroduction into the industry. And I think we've been covering it in, in a lot of the similar way in, over the years. Every six months, we'll go downtown and we will visit um, a lot of what, what is, is the style leaders in the industry. Now, not every, you know, the, I think if you look at that list, a lot of the sponsors or many of the sponsors are among some of what we kind of consider the style leaders. So we're looking a lot for the trends. Um, the product design, the finishes, et cetera. We've kind of kept our eye on all that stuff over the years. And it kind of gives us a window, like does the retailers, what to expect at market, what's going to kind of help drive the business kind of from the top down over time. It takes time for these trends to kind of move out to the industry a little bit. But I think what's different this time it's not only the sheer number of um, companies that are participating. I, I mean, my question to you, pal, is how are we going to hit all these 250 showrooms? Well, the short answer to that, Tom, is we aren't. <laughs> we, we would love to see everybody who's there, but um, there are just two of us. So yeah. uh, we are, we are going to be spread very, very thin. Um, but um, uh, but yeah. your question, pal, I think what's what's different this time is that and what's unique is that there's going to be a lot of companies that are, not, are outside that sponsor. We always like the retailers. We try to kind of give them priority because they are style leaders and they're vested. They've got a vested investment and participation in this event. So we well, were, they're the one they're the ones who are footing the bill to bring, you know, 100 or so. Yeah, major customers into town, and um, yeah, so right. But recognizing that too, we we will try to hit, look at this list very closely, and try to hit. Oh, this is a company, you know, like like Ashley, for example. Mm -hmm. Haven't been a you know. This is their first pre market in how long? I mean, in what what I call the modern era of pre market, which started in about two thousand seven with the sponsored format. Yeah, right. That's a good point. So Ico's going to be there. Um, you know, they, have, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I mean, companies that, you know, will have a lot going on. Uh, Tom, also, there are a lot of companies who haven't shown before. Um, and we're talking very, pre-markets typically, you know, kind of the mid to middle upper, upper, you know, middle upper end. Yes. Of that, as far as the sponsors go. We got a lot of really high end people coming in, you know, people like, you know, the, this, this entire H, um, HPXD 
um, effort among designer-oriented showrooms. They got people like Varel and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, then you have up the 200 Steel Building. I think just about everybody's open there almost. Um, That's great. That kind of that kind of company. So there there are a lot of people who normally don't exhibit, and you know I think you and I have some ideas on why people are opening at this at this kind of rate here. Um, yeah. Yeah. First of all, there there are some doubts about how well attended High Point Market in October is going to be. Yeah. And I know I know that several of these exhibitors, um, sponsors and non-sponsors alike, are looking at this as basically the start of their market season. They're looking at this as High Point Market in terms of what they're going to try and accomplish with their with their customers that are coming in. Um, that's, um, you know, in, in high point market itself is on a different schedule. And, you know, I, I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is a one-time, you know, kind of blip. I think, I think if we get a COVID-19 vaccine, um, in the near future, it might be a one-time type blip. Um, but, um, it, it's a real, it's a real indicator of, what's going on in the industry today and some of the concerns. Well, I think, you know, your point, pal, about, you know, the availability of a vaccine, um, you know, it's funny because over the years, we've seen a lot of the success of trade market, as you know, and the industry knows is depends on who's here, who would retailers are here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we typically, um, I don't think they're going to have the same type of social for, footprint like they normally do. We, we've been going to the, um, the banquet or, the, or the, uh, the reception afterward on Monday nights. And, you know, the two of us, usually in, sometimes in the past, we've only sent one person. Mm-hmm. It's been opened up to more of us to come. You know, sometimes you, me, and Bill, our editor-in-chief, mm-hmm. um, go and and it's like sort of a who's who in retail you know you got some really good top hundreds there but you also have a lot of beyond the top hundreds. and and i think you know it's funny how with this pandemic people are saying you know habits are going to change the things are going to change or people are going to be working at home um maybe doing things more remotely they're not going to stop travel altogether but it's going to be interesting to see how this pre-market pans out because will more people, when they see what pre-market is all about and the level of, you know, particularly among the sponsors, the level of market readiness that they exhibit. And, and not only that, but the companies that have inline goods that I think retailers are, are realizing we have to be prepared whether it's with new product or inline product moving forward, because, um, you know, we may need to bulk up our own inventories more so and not rely on the, because as, as we've talked about too, there's been a whole host of supply chain issues. There's some real concerns. We did a story about this a few weeks ago, you know, about the longer lead times. Mm-hmm. Tried in that story not to be too alarmist, but I think I may have undershot <laughs> an opportunity to, Say this could be a huge problem in the fall for a lot of retailers not having goods on their floor. I think it's I think it's a bigger issue than we realize. Well, that was something, wasn't it? 
This is Trisha again for Klausner Home Furnishings. From my very first collection, I knew I'd come to the right place, that Klausner understood what I wanted to do with my furniture, how I wanted to share my recipe for comfortable living with the world. Now let's get back to Bill McLaughlin and see what he and his guests have to share with us. You know, you and I are getting going on a, um, a, on a report taking a look at transportation costs now. Yeah, and I'm, I've been talking with people who are telling me that that a can from Asia to North America that at one time cost fifteen hundred dollars might cost them four thousand now. Gosh, um, you know we're hearing discussions. Um, you know, you know, it, it, it's going to be real hard for vendors to eat that kind of a eat that kind of an increase. Mm-hmm. We're hearing that um, you know trucking rates are up. You know, you know even once it's landed, and I think. You know, the discussions at pre-market, is they're going to center as much around, um, you know, what do you have? What can you send me now as they are um, um, new product? Um, yeah. I know um, several vendors, they're, they're saying that, you know, we're, they're going to have new product, but their big push is to load up on, um, on goods that are already in line, that are already in production, and really, you know, start you know, get getting those to retailers. You're hearing about retailers who are selling off their floor samples. You know, they you know they got floors with open slots. They you know some have signs that are saying, you know, we're having de- delivery issues, um, getting product in. You know, sorry for the you know the assortment um, limitations. Yeah. Um, this is um, you know that. You know, this is going to be about business as much as it, as it is product, I think, this time around. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a great point. Um, we'll be looking for the trends, but we need yeah. to be asking what's going on. You know, we, you know, like like so many, um, you know, we're, this is coming off a of Vegas market that we know um, for those that were at market was, was, you know, this is stating the obvious, fairly sparsely attended. So. And I think that's another reason people have been kind of, you know, they, they've had some virtual presentations. I know Coaster and a lot of other companies um, have had virtual presentations for their, their Las Vegas, what would have been the Las Vegas assortment. But now people are going to get to see that stuff. Retailers are going to get to see that um, in person, which I think is going to be a really nice change for people to kind of reconnect. Obviously, there's going to be protocols in place. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting for us to, to take part in because in the past, you know, pre-market is, is always very easy to get around because first off, you know, there's not a lot of people in the elevators. I don't think I've ever been in an el- a pre-market where I've had to wait for an elevator, you know, mm-hmm. longer than like a minute or, or less. So it's almost immediate that you get an elevator. Yeah. I wonder this time how that's what that's going to look like, especially in the large in the IHFC. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, that, that's a that that's a leads to a, you raise a good point there because one of the things I'm wondering about, Tom, is you know we have say you know a hundred retailers that are um, coming in, you know, that the sponsors are bringing in. Yeah. The the question is like, who else is going to show up? Yeah. And I think nobody really knows that. And, um, and, you know, frankly, you know, the sponsors and, you know, rightly so try to focus those retailers, you know, kind of keep them, 
depending on their, you know, the people who, you know, basically brought them to the party. Yeah. But retailers are going to, you know, they're going to go where they want to go. Those guys are going to be spread pretty thin. We got 250 showrooms open. Now, you know, I'm I'm going to be really interested to see what kind of drive-in traffic we get, what kind of uh, um, attendance we get from the design community, perhaps, especially with some of these higher-end companies that are opening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, you know, as I put together that list, people sometimes email me and say, should I go to pre-market? And, you know, my response is, listen, there are a lot of people open. If you're going to go, you it's incumbent upon you to let your customers know you're going to be there and yeah. give them a compelling reason to show up. Um, you know, just I, th- I think pre-market will get more drive-by or more drive-in traffic than usual. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, you know, maybe more designers. But 250 showrooms, though, that's a, that's a lot for anyone to see. And that's why some of these companies are going to be opening on Sundays. Uh, at least one I know of, probably more, um, are going to be open all week. Yeah. <laughs> but several of these companies, they've been seeing customers in their showrooms one-on-one by appointment since May. Right. Weekly basis. And, you know, you were talking about changing habits with COVID-19. I think this, you know, you know, people in the industry are in the habit of going to markets. They like going to markets. It's, yeah. you know, it's where the industry gets together and, and you know, it's a big party. Um, yeah. It's a business party, but it's a party. And, um, you know, people are figuring out new ways to do business and take better advantage of their investment in their showrooms. And I'll be interested to see how this plays out, you know, next year and, you know, as we you know, eventually we're going to get a vaccine. Um, you know, it, it might, you know, like the flu, it might be keep coming back. They might have to keep doing a new vaccine every year, but eventually we'll have some kind of return to normalcy or something approaching normal. But during that time, what kind of new habits? Get right, right. So, and, you know, I think the, the you mentioned again of the um, higher end kind of luxury, you know, resources are going to mm-hmm. be open. One of the things that really stuck out in my mind from years ago, I'm talking about the, the early, the mid 2000s when I was just getting started with the paper, you know, was the the uh, the product that we would see from companies like at the time Henrodon, Century, um, EJ Victor, uh, um, it was called uh, it's now called Chaddock, but um, Ferguson Copeland at the time. So, I mean, you know, seeing that was for me, for me personally, was an eye opening experience. And I think we've kind of missed that Mm -hmm. over the years because we haven't been able to see those companies. They haven't, they have not participated. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so for, for us to see that and to share that information in our pages is going to be good for, for our readers ultimately, because we're going to hopefully get some good photography from these companies. Again, if this is a business, this is going to be more of a business event as much or more so than it is about new product. But we're going to, we just want to let the industry know that we're going to be kind of taking advantage of this opportunity ourselves to gather 
get as much as we can between the two of us to bring back, you know, for our style pages, for stories. That's why pre-market for us has always been so important. We get so much material and information for our market cycle. And mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's still, I think, good for the industry too. Yeah, it's, and, and again, it's, it's yeah, just on a personal note, it's going to be really nice to get back out and, um, yeah. you know, and see people face-to-face. We hadn't really done, you and I haven't done that since that uh, pre-mark kind of the one in the spring. It kind of officially got canceled, but we were yeah. still down there. But, um, you know, it, it, we might be six feet apart. We might be wearing masks and gloves or whatever, but it's going to be good to get out. Yeah. And talk to some people face to face. You know, we're yeah, it's it, it's amazing how much you can get done in a home office. But um, you know, there is no distraction. But there's just no replacing those personal visits. And right. I, know, I, I I bet you're looking forward to it too, Tom. We are, we are. So I would suggest that everybody stay tuned. Um, we're we're eager to report back. I'm sure once we go, through, we'll be talking about this more. Yeah. Uh, again, thank you for listening um, to our uh, first installment here, and um, just uh, now we will we will um, not see you next time, but talk to you next time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, thanks again. Thanks everybody. Take care. Thanks. Bye.